It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Hi, my fanatical elves. How are you today? I am... I'm going to tell you about the past, present, and future of the Cleveland Browns, and in particular, one Nicholas Jamal Chubb. Turn down the music a little bit, and let me adjust my volume here for you. And there, I bet that's a lot better. Thank you very much for indulging me. And yeah, so uh, this is a difficult subject because I'm so emotionally attached to Nick Chubb. I just absolutely love the guy. I've said all along that it's been Nick Chubb's team, at least on offense, Miles Garrett, of course, being the chairman of defense. But it's been Nick Chubb's team, not Baker Mayfield's team, and, and it is not Deshaun Watson's team. It's still... Nick Chubb's team. Nick Chubb is the face of the Cleveland Browns, and um, yet we have to face the fact that he has had reconstructive knee surgery on the same knee twice now, and uh, the comeback prognosis is not certain. It just is not certain. Now, a lot of people will uh, argue with me. Uh, I'm not a doctor, and probably neither are you. Um, but we're going to talk about this as best we can and uh, we'll see if we can make sense out of his contract situation and what the likelihood is that he will play uh, with the Cleveland Browns. And um, hang on just a minute. Let me get my little PowerPoint up and running. And there it is. 
slideshow from the beginning. Okay, for those of you who have video on um, YouTube, I'll use uh, descriptive language to keep everybody else involved in the game on audio only. We have so many platforms that carry our show. Very grateful to all of you. Also grateful to Free Sound Music for providing the music for our show. But yeah, so Nick Chubb has a certain reality that we must face. He's got a full year left on his contract this year. The Browns can just keep him on the team if they want. Um, but they could cut him and save piles and piles of salary cap money. And cap money is tight this season. So how is that going to work? Hmm. Well, let's look back at Nick Chubb's career and who he was in college and who he's been in the pros. But he was just an unbelievable athlete when he played for Georgia. Just incredible. Uh, he fell to the Browns in round two of the 2018 draft probably because of concerns about reconstructive knee surgery. He had had knee surgery in 2015. Um, and remember that Saquon Barkley was the big name in that 2018 draft. The New York Giants drafted Saquon. But anyway, in 2015, while with Georgia, Chubb had surgery for a torn medial collateral ligament, also a posterior collateral ligament, and a lateral collateral ligament. That was three ligament tears in the same knee. Uh, he was averaging 7.38 yards per carry in uh, one and a half years before he got injured. That's really amazing. 7.38 yards per carry, even in college, that's ridiculous. He was a Heisman candidate and perhaps even the front runner, even though he's not a quarterback. He was just that good, really. Now, he came back, did not miss a season. Um, as a junior, he was pretty good. Not fantastic, not incredible, but he was uh, good for 5.05 yards per carry, which is more than adequate, gained his 1,000 yards, I believe. And uh, then as a senior, he improved even more, and he had 6.03 yards per carry. And if you remember, uh, in the end of the season, in the postseason, he was just scary good. Georgia would run him up the middle, and he would just beat people up. Uh, he was not thought to be an outside runner like Saquon Barkley, but uh, when he came to the Browns in 2018, he, he was really um, – as much an outside runner as the as in the inside. Now he ran a four five two at the combine. I actually wonder if that was still partially influenced by his knee surgery. I think that he actually got faster after he came to the Cleveland Browns. I think he's probably in the four four range or was. Um, in uh, 2019, he had the, at one point the fastest touchdown run that was measured. Um, by the Statmeisters, he hit 21.95 miles per hour. And the other players who were in that speed range were clocked at 4.3 and 4.4. So I kind of wonder that, well, maybe Nick uh, was faster than that, or faster than his 40-yard uh, time, I should say. Uh, he really does have breakaway speed. I'll put it this way. If he is a 4.52 guy, he's the fastest 4.52 guy that we've ever seen. In Cleveland, Chubb was clearly the best player on offense, the counterpart for Miles Garrett on defense, our two superstars, really. 
Uh, but in Cleveland, uh, 2023, actually the injury occurred in Pittsburgh, but while playing for the Cleveland Browns, Chubb had damage to the same knee. In this case, it's the MCL, uh, which is torn for a second time. Uh, also a medial uh, capsule, I'm not quite sure what that is, and a meniscus, which is in the front part of the knee. So uh, these are mm, second uh, reconstructive knee surgery. And then after that, there was yet another surgery in 2023 to augment the uh, ACL, which was not completely torn in that uh, gruesome injury, but it was uh, weakened. So they tried to strengthen that up, put him back together again, and here we are. Now, the question is, you know, how much is left? But before we get into that, I want to do a, a commercial for a book uh, that I read, found absolutely fascinating, got it on Amazon. It's also available at Barnes & Noble, eBay, and other places on the web. It's, it's called simply The Chubbs, and then the subtitle is A Free Black Family's Journey from the Antebellum Era to the Mid-1900s. Now, what is a free black family? Now, I'll be perfectly candid with you. I was rather ignorant. I didn't understand uh, until I read the book, that there were uh, African-American people in the Deep South, in the state of Georgia specifically, who were free. They were not slaves. And that was the Chubb family. They lived far away from the major towns, and they created their own town called Chubb Town. And uh, they were landowners, had a blacksmith shop, had uh, farms, a sawmill, cotton gin, a wagon company, a grist mill, and a syrup mill. So much of Chubb Town was destroyed by a flood in 1916, but Chubb Chapel, the church, is still there, and that's where Nick Chubb was an altar boy back in the day. So that book, The Chubbs, um, by Dr. Clemmy B. Watley, uh, is just an amazing story. If you're a Nick Chubb fan uh, or you're just interested in the social um, life, I guess, of the uh, South prior to the Civil War, it's a must read. It's just absolutely fascinating. I could not put it down. So, all right, that's my commercial for the Chubbs. And now I'll take another commercial break, and Johnny Cleveland will provide additional messages on some of the platforms that carry our show. And for others, it'll simply be a five-second break. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. 
Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are back. Let's move on with the story about Nick Chubb. And let's talk about this now in a football context. Now, Nick is going to be all right. He's going to be able to walk and do the things that normal people do. Um, football is not one of those normal activities. And here there's a serious question that you know people will get mad at me for saying this, and maybe your medical knowledge is superior to mine, and perhaps I should listen to what you have to say. But my question is, has a running back ever come back from two reconstructive knee surgeries on the same knee. And uh, I tried to find that, you know, I searched on the internet with Google and so on and tried to find an example, but I really couldn't. Uh, I did find that Terry Allen uh, running back for the uh, Washington team had two ACL surgeries, one on the right and one on the left. And he came back and was a star. Um, so, okay, ACL looks like it's working pretty good for uh, Terry Allen. Also, a linebacker, not a running back, but a linebacker uh, had three ACL surgeries, and those are considered reconstructive knee surgeries. And after the third surgery, he played nine more seasons. This is Thomas Davis, and uh, he made three Pro Bowls on that third ACL, and he also won the Walton Payton, excuse me, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. So uh, the linebacker is similar, I think, to running back, but it's not the same. But nevertheless, it does give some hope. Uh, Nick Chubb is certainly going to come back and play football, and he's going to give it a try. But how far, how good can he actually be? Um I'm not sure I know the answer to that. A lot of fans know that Nick is going to be exactly the same as he was before the injury, but I don't know how they know that. I don't know how they know that. Uh, Let's talk about the contract situation. That's something that we do know more about. Nick has a cap number of 15.8 million, which is a pretty huge number for a running back. Uh, The idea with these contracts is that um, when they get to this point, the Normal modus operandi for the Cleveland Browns is to renegotiate. Uh, in this case, $4 million is unrecoverable, and that's because it was part of a bonus that was already paid to Nick Chubb. He already has that money in the bank. But remember, bonus money, they spread out over the length of the contract. So even though uh, he 
uh, signed that contract a few years ago, that $4 million of that is charged to the 2024 uh, cap. So there's nothing you can do about that. $4 million is unrecoverable. However, the rest of it, 15.8 minus 4, 11.8 million, that could be saved if they cut him. None of Nick Chubb's 2024 uh, payable money, the money that he hasn't gotten yet, none of that is guaranteed. Zero, which is kind of ridiculous, but that's that's true. He has no guaranteed money in 2024. So that gives the Browns really four options. Number one is do nothing. Just maintain the status quo, pay him his $11.8 million and keep him for one year and then settle this question next year. Cost you $11.8 million to find out whether he's healthy or not. That's not a bad idea. Um, maybe we do that. So he is a Cleveland Brown. He is not a free agent. Let's be clear about that. <clears throat> Second is to extend his contract, in other words, renegotiate, and uh, probably at a lower rate and uh, include some bonus money so that we can get the cap number down. That would be probably what the Browns are trying to do at this moment. Uh, option three would be to actually cut him, say that, look, this uh, 11.8 million, Nick, it's just not realistic. We're not going to pay that. Nobody else in the NFL is going to pay it either. And if you want proof, go ahead and try to get that. And um, uh, But once he's established his value with the other teams, you know, tested the market, so to speak, the Browns would still be able to negotiate and hopefully bring him back at market value. So just because you cut a player doesn't mean that you're done with him for all time. You could sign him back. And maybe that's what the Browns might do. It's sort of a gamble, believing that that will uh, bring him back or bring him and his agent back to reality and understand that he's not worth as much money as he was last year. Uh, option four would be to simply cut him and let him sign with another team. We, we don't believe that he can actually come back. As painful as it is, he would be allowed to continue his career with some other team and see if he can make it back. I don't know that the Browns really want to do option four at all. I think that they want to have uh, at least a chance to bring him back. Um, and um, I don't really believe that they're, they're going to let him walk, but that is an option that they need to think about. Everything's on the table until it's not. Um, I don't think that the Browns can afford to offer him a top 10 guaranteed deal, which is what they usually do to players that have performed as well as Nick Chubb, simply because the injury was nobody's fault, but it can't be ignored. And this is the reality that general manager Andrew Barry faces, as well as Nick Chubb and his agent. No team, I believe, is going to offer a fully guaranteed mega deal to a player with two major reconstructive knee surgeries on the same knee. I don't really see how that could be possible. They could, however, offer a deal that uh, is not fully guaranteed, but morphs into a top 10 deal with incentives that might be reached. You know, if you play a certain number of games, if you have a certain number of snaps, if you uh, have a certain number of yards, um, you know, whatever the case may be, you could offer performance incentives that could bring you back up to that top 10 
uh, uh, range if you, in fact, play like a top 10 running back. I don't know whether that's possible or realistic, but I think that kind of a deal might be fair to both sides. You have a chance to earn that you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 million dollar per year salary, but it's not going to be fully guaranteed. I just don't see how that would be possible. Uh, how will the, they use Nick Chubb in 2024? Now, this is kind of an interesting question. Uh, in the past, the Browns have had uh, two backs that they like to use. I've called that a timeshare agreement with two running backs. And the third back, even if it's a good running back, uh, they basically ignore uh, unless there's an injury, unless there's two injuries even. And we found that out with Dearness Johnson that he couldn't get any playing time as the third string back because Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were getting all the, the snaps and he didn't get any time until both of them went out. Uh, so that's the way Stefanski apparently likes to run his show, just have two running backs that alternate. They don't put two running backs in the same backfield that often, uh, even though uh, in 2019 under Freddie Kitchens, Kareem Hunt was mainly a slot receiver. You know, and they used to trade back and forth between who's going to be the halfback and who's going to be the slot receiver and try to get some – um, generate some confusion in the defense by doing that. Who's got to be covered and who's going to be uh, tackled. Um, so um, now Coach Elliott, and I am not an NFL authority. I'm not a player, not a coach. Um, didn't play in college, didn't play in high school. I'm just really a fan. Nevertheless, I favor a running back guy com by committee in order to spread out the load over a 17-game season, I think 17 games is significantly more than 16, especially when you have playoffs. You want to play four pay playoff games, win all four, and win the Super Bowl. That's 21 games. I think that it behooves you to spread out the carries. Uh, I think that they would have three running backs that are very credible, Pierre Strong, uh, also, Jerome Ford, sorry, Jerome, I forgot to add your first name in this slide, but anyway, Jerome Ford and Nick Chubb uh, can all be used, and uh, in particular, I want to see them used as receiving targets as well as just, you know, you know, rushers, not just run the ball, but also catch the ball out of the backfield, and I also like to see the running backs used as the slot receiver on occasion. Uh, even split them out wide to see what happens, see what the defense does. What would you do if you're a cornerback and you weigh 190 pounds and there's Nick Chubb and you're supposed to cover Nick Chubb? Oh, that might not be such a good time. Um, we'll just see how that, that might work out. But, um, you know, they, they let uh, Njoku uh, split out as a wide receiver as, at times. And I think sometimes that kind of uh, play uh, formation uh, leads to opportunities for the other players as well. Uh, let's talk about Deshaun Watson. He's the quarterback after all. And how did he have success in Houston? He had uh, basically a triple option situation. And at one time he had Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. Both of them were uh, Cleveland Browns on the 2018 team. They both went to Houston. And uh, anyway, uh, Watson had both of those Cleveland Browns rejects on the field at the same time. And what the play was normally um, run as is an RPO, 
where there's at least a fake handoff to one back. Uh, both of the backs wind up providing pass protection, and then they also threaten the screen pass. So he could throw a screen to Johnson or a screen to Hyde, and he actually liked Johnson way better as a receiver. Um, Johnson was a threat to catch the ball and make yards, and he was used very well. Uh, they also can go downfield for the long ball, uh, which is also available, and usually on the same side of the field. So like if they ran right, uh, there'd be a wide receiver target open on the right side of the field. And uh, that offense, that triple option-based offense, worked very well for Houston, and uh, Deshaun Watson got tons of passing yards uh, by doing that. This was a sore point for me. I want you to be aware. Okay, and, and that's the wrong day. It should be 2019. Sorry about that. No, that is the right date. 2019, yeah. Texans gained 2,009 yards on the ground. 2,009 yards on the ground with uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. And the Browns had 1,901 when they had Nick Chubb. They had Kareem Hunt, they had Dearness Johnson, and Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard played five years in the NFL and has a career average of over 5.0 yards per carry. I think it's something insane, like 5.9. Dearness Johnson, while he was with the Cleveland Browns, also gained more than 5.0 yards per carry. He did not do well for Jacksonville last year. He's down below that for his career now. But uh, those were viable running backs. Uh, nevertheless, the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson throwing the ball all over the ball yard still outrushed the Cleveland Browns. Remember, this is the year that Nick Chubb was leading the NFL in rushing at the final game. And then Freddie Kitchen says, ah, I think I'll rest him. Nobody's going to catch him. And then Derrick Henry gained like 220 yards or some insane number in the afternoon game, the late afternoon game, and surpassed uh, Chubb. And so Henry, rather than Chubb, led the NFL in rushing that season. But Chubb, I believe, was number two in rushing. And yet the Houston Texans outrushed uh, our team uh, using two running backs that were cast-offs from the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Duke Johnson and Carlos Hyde. They also would later, after we cut Dontrell Hilliard, you want to guess who he signed with? Yeah, with the Houston Texans, and he still gained five yards per carry. In fact, he had some pretty good years for Houston. That's kind of ridiculous. But anyway, that's, that's uh, what I see. Uh, I don't know that Nick Chubb is going to be counted on to be the so-called bell cow and that he's not going to get the ball every carry like many fans want. Um, I think there'll be at least a two-back system. That's probably what Stefanski prefers. I'd like to see even more than that. I'd like to see the uh, running backs a little bit more involved in the passing game. I think you saw that last season to an extent. Uh, back when Baker Mayfield was a concept, he would never throw the ball to Nick Chubb. He hated to throw the ball to Nick Chubb and basically ghosted him as a receiver. But Nick Chubb is a very good, viable receiving threat, and uh, use him that way, man. 
Ford also is, was tremendous as a receiver. I was nervous about that because he didn't have to do that in college at Cincinnati. But it turned out that once he hit the NFL in his second year, he emerged as a two-way threat. He can catch the ball, and he can also run with it. Okay, so where does that leave us? The future of Nick Chubb. What is the future? Well, I'm the oracle, and I'm supposed to be able to predict the future. I don't know how well Nick can come back. This is really a medical question that is really over my pay grade. What we really need to know, um, what we don't know, is can you have a surgically repaired knee, actually two times surgically repaired reconstructive knee surgery, knee, withstand NFL pounding long enough to justify a three-year contract, a multi-year contract. That's a tough question to answer. I think they're going to give it a try. Um, also, however, the Browns need a lower cap number. For, that should be 2024, pardon me. They need a lower cap number than they have now. They want to reduce that from its current level. Okay, $4 million of that, of course, is frozen. They can't touch, but there's $11.8 million that they could potentially reduce. Maybe they can cut that in half if they offer a three-year deal with incentives. Um, and uh, so that would be backloaded, like most of Andrew Berry's contracts are. And uh, it's possible that this can be made to work. I think that's the most likely outcome, that the Browns will go with a multi-year deal. There will be performance-based uh, performance incentives um, but let's talk about how big the contract will be. And if the, I would say that if the guarantees total less than $12 million, Chubb and his agent won't play ball. They'll say, well, Browns, you're either going to pay me that $12 million this year by our current uh, contract, 11.8 actually, but Browns, you either pay that this year, make me a free agent next year, uh, or the Browns would have to cut him. Um, that, we hope it doesn't get to that point. But uh, I think the Browns do have to offer Chubb a, a bit of a raise in order to incentivize him to sign a multi-year deal. He's not going to do it for uh, less than $12 million guaranteed. So I'm thinking that somewhere between $15 million, uh, maybe somewhat higher in guaranteed money, um, Chubb can be re-signed. And then after that, the salary that he gets, particularly in the out years, I think would have to be um, based on performance um, incentives or, or some kind of uh, some kind of decision that the Browns can make after each season uh, it, it can't all be guaranteed. It's just not going to happen. There's too much that is unknown that cannot be known about Nick Chubb's future. So I wish I had a, a, a brighter prognosis and say that Nick Chubb is going to definitely be back 
and he's going to be the same guy that he's always been. Um, I don't know if that's true. I, I don't think we can count on that. It's possible that Nick Chubb might come back, and he might be a good runner instead of a great runner. Um, he might be susceptible to injuries for the rest of his career. He might be shorter than we would like. We don't know. Or he may come back strong and may be the same player that we had in uh, 2022 and earlier. He might really become a 1,000-yard back again. Uh, we hope that that's the case. Uh, it would be difficult uh, to imagine that it's going to be just like it was before. It's hard to believe. Now, Nick Chubb has done it before. He has beaten the odds before. Can he go two for two? That's hard to say. I hope that he can. Uh, I will be rooting for him in any case, be rooting for his entire family. I'm just so impressed with him as a person, as well as his entire family. The story of the Chubb family uh, in Georgia from the time of the Civil War and before is just such an amazing American story. I cannot help but be a fan, especially because he plays for the Cleveland Browns. So that's what I've got. Uh, hope that you enjoyed listening. Hope you'll be back for the next show. Take care and God bless everyone.